song by the greatest songwriter that ever did exist.
is a song written uh, in a van on a drive to Prescott, Arizona. Recorded on iPhone professionally.
This is KXCI Tucson. This is Locals Only. My name is Sophie, and I am joined live in Studio 2A by just two dudes, a couple guitars. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> what are your names? What are you here for? Uh, I think I'm Ryan Alfred, and I'm here to play electric guitar. I'm Gabriel Sullivan. I'm here to play these songs and sing to you. And if you want to see them in person, tune in. We are live on YouTube and Facebook. Okay. And you can see the, the logical fallacy that just took place with your own eyes. Gabe, welcome. This is a beautiful new album. It, it was a real treat to listen to all the way through. How was L.A.? Uh, L.A.'s just fine. Turns out uh, they don't really need me, but I'm having a good time being there. You know. Was it a, a, like a full-on release show? Oh yeah, you're talking about the concert. I yeah. thought, uh, <laughs> thought we were talking about my existence or something. Uh, no, the show was great. Uh, yeah. Had the uh, Tucson homies uh, behind me, uh, Winston Watson and Connor Gallagher uh, backing me, and uh, yeah, it was great. Like uh, kind of the first proper show I've done in LA in many many years, and it's really nice. Like uh, a lot of. A lot of new friends, a lot of old friends, uh, a lot of Seeks of fans out there. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's and a good time. was it the first time you performed these songs? I literally that? realized uh, the week we started rehearsing, uh, you know, I, I'm not much for, uh, I don't give any one song too much attention. Uh, I feel like they're just, got to get them, get them down, get them out, and uh, move on. And with that said, I realized uh, when it came time for rehearsals that I might have uh, known the songs worst of anybody in the band. I, I recorded them, wrote them, and that was it. But yeah, yeah it's nice to revisit them. Yeah, and then you're going to revisit them again this week yeah. at Congress yeah, on the 4th. They're like old friends. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, so let's talk about said album. Um, there's so many... Uh, there's there's so much depth depth to this. It's kind of like hard for me to know where to start. But it is a it's your fourth studio album, correct? I think my fifth. Fifth. I think. Excuse yeah. Me. And uh, it's I think it takes a a turn for the darker, for the moodier. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong. That was my feeling of it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this album was definitely like a. The whole thing was sparked uh, just by, I owe my uh, my youngest brother uh, this whole record. Uh, he uh, he had put on a Towns song, a Towns Van Zandt song, uh, when we were living together. And it was a song I'd never heard, sparked, uh, this, it was this compilation called In the Beginning that I'd never known from Towns Van Zandt. And I consider myself uh, perhaps his greatest fan. Uh, and... Uh, went digging through the record and uh came across this song black crow blues that just like floored me i i played it at least 20 times just non-stop trying to get the vibe of it and uh that kind of sparked the whole uh like aesthetic for this record i think uh i intentionally wrote every song in minor keys mm -hmm. i wrote every song uh with only an a and a b section uh which was pretty uh tried and true of towns he uh usually had simple songs that were you could pick up right away and uh yeah the darker thing i, I don't know that 
That's just the way things are going these days. Yeah. And maybe I'm responding viscerally to the album cover, which is gorgeous, shot by Julius on that beautiful snowy day we had (laughs) with you in all black and the all white desert. Really striking. Turns out trekking through the desert in a cape and pointy boots and a big hat is really not the right clothing. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about your collaboration. Were you a... Ryan. Were you a producer on this album? No, no, no I was just a, a side man, <laughs> kind of uh, contributing weird smeary noises mm-hmm. to it. It was cool though, it was tracked live at Gabe's studio, Gabe on guitar and voice, and uh, Tuyer Lund playing bass, Winston Watson playing drums, and me over in my station with a bunch of crap. And uh, it was cool, it was cool to do a lot of that live and keep it, a lot of times often I'll end up putting that smeary stuff down later as like kind of the last thing Mm -hmm. and it was it was nice to have it there for two reasons one i think it kind of like contributed to the mood just immediately kind of helped us know when a take was a take and when it wasn't but also uh it just it gave me the opportunity to perform those kind of sounds which i don't often get to do yeah. I don't often get to perform. I'm usually just putting them on things that I played something else on and going back later. What were some of the instruments you had in front of you? It's just just a guitar with my my little delay bass pedal board and a uh, uh, Dave Smith Prophet Rev Two, my favorite synth of all time, and I think I think I had a couple of other things. That was really it. But I I've spent a lot of time with those instruments, so I have a deep vocabulary with just a few things. Yeah, painting with every color. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about Dustin Stone and what it's like to record yourself specifically. What was this like? Do you write and record at the same time when you when um, you write? N- n- not typically uh, like this. This record, uh, I've I think I kind of touched on it for a second, but I I do uh, very much prefer the approach of songwriting as uh, kind of get it out and keep moving. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had demoed all these songs like just on my iphone and, yeah uh, and then we came in and uh i'm very adamant about uh almost every record i produce uh never letting the band hear the song before we get in the room together uh which for me it's just like i feel like there's so much prepared music these days and it's easy to to really make a potentially perfect product but uh i anyways i love like hearing uh guessing and i love uh pretend what someone might call a mistake or but i think it also translates into just the energy and the vibe of uh people playing off each other and looking at each other and kind of wondering what's going to happen and uh so yeah I, I learned the songs kind of from scratch again with the band and uh and yeah it was i with these guys with ryan with uh two with winston it's like you can't throw anything at them that they yeah. won't play perfect. And yeah. Yeah. I feel very, uh, very fortunate to have made a record with uh, such powerful and trustworthy musicians. Yeah. It comes across, especially that the, the A section, B section, kind of just that structure is so strong. And then you have these, this texture on top and that those two things, that pillar and then the texture really gives this album a very specific sound, Yeah, which I did want to touch on quickly before we go back to music. You have traveled internationally, toured internationally. There's lots of international influences on many of your projects, but you said that this album sounds like here. 
like Tucson. Can you talk a little bit about that and what in the sound is is the desert, is Tucson, is local? Yeah, I think uh, I definitely like being born and raised here and like uh, just coming from this environment, like it's uh, it's generally harsh in every matter of living here. And uh, that I think naturally will come through in songs, but uh, more sonically speaking, for me, uh, I've always tried to, especially in recent years, like with Sixa and especially working, uh, collaborating a lot with uh, Daniel Martin Diaz in a visual sense, like I feel like it's a journey trying to find maybe like how to turn this landscape inside out, like see like it's beautiful, yeah, and it's, uh, you know, uh, sunset and Gates Pass is truly stunning, but uh, I really love the aspect of uh, imagining the what happens at night and uh, what what dangers are really like uh, lying here, and it's it's a harsh, like uh, violent landscape, and and for me, like uh, trying to bring it out in uh, very aggressive, uh, like electric guitar tones, and uh, in very floating and uh, surreal kind of uh, synth sounds. That to me, that's that that's the the wash of nighttime in the desert. It's just trying to reimagine this place in ways that I don't think I've ever heard before. Amazing. All right, more music. Do you want to say anything about what we're going to hear next or just dive right yeah. in? Yeah. This one's called... Oh, that's a good sound. I want that. It's called Forlorn Eyes.
keep moving. This was uh, in the spirit of uh, really flying songs off the cuff. We uh, finished the whole session uh, about two hours early for this record. Uh, got all the songs down that I had intended to get down for it. And uh, yeah, it turns out we had some extra time. So I sent the boys out for a smoke. And I wrote this song in about five minutes. And it's actually one of my favorites on the record called Draped Across the Line. There ain't no time for the maker
play one now. Uh, ah, turns out I really don't spend much time writing songs. I'm, I'm going to say this next one we wrote in about five minutes with uh, it was me and Billy Settlemeyer. We were about an hour and a half late for sound check at EXO for a show and uh, decided we'd sit down and do this instead. Lately I've been telling you This day will surely come And gently she restrains herself From asking how it's done We have been receiving words On letters from the coast Walking down the cobblestone To find out what we're worth Safer than we were Safer than we'll be Erasing everything But our private victory This is KXCI Tucson. You're listening to Locals Only. My name is Sophie, and I am joined live in Studio 2A by Gabriel Sullivan, here playing songs from Black Crow, his new album, and special guest, Ryan Alfred. Thanks so much for coming down, you guys. Thanks for having us. Still having fun? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Everyone's Uh, good? There's nothing better than playing music, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, agreed. Uh, do have to say, if you want to look with your eyeballs, this is live on YouTube and Facebook. So check it out. Um, so you mentioned twice that you wrote two songs, well, two separate songs in five minutes. I do remember years ago you were doing a like a song a day challenge. What's your secret? Like, what's the advice you would give for just having the creative freedom to sit down, write a song right now? A lot of people struggle with that. Uh, I just I remember uh, what I was raised, the ethics I was raised with uh, by my parents of just. If you're gonna do something, do it and do it right and uh, work harder than everybody else at it. And that's all I got. I just, it's like uh, I could sit around personally, anyways. Like I, I find myself in this situation currently where I, I'm of the mindset, like, ah, I've got no inspiration, I've got nothing's coming, but I know I just need to like sit down and do it. And uh, so that year, that uh, 2014, yeah, 365 songs in 365 days. It was uh, torturous, but I I look back and it's like something really bizarre and special to me now. Uh, I consider myself uh, someone with a somewhat goldfish memory, and uh, but when I listen to those songs, I can remember every moment that I where I was, what that day entailed, and. Uh, yeah it's a special really special thing uh but yeah I, I just think the idea of waiting for inspiration is uh sure it comes and those songs are out there um but if you don't sit down and uh make the intention to uh create it's not gonna come that is incredible advice thank you <laughs> um i mean it's really meaningful for me and all the artists who are listening because oftentimes it is kind of sold to us as like this like lightning strike of inspiration and you're screwed if you don't have that but yeah I hard think work like, is the other part of it yeah i think just like making yourself like uh uh like a tower for such things to come through uh requires i think a very intentional and uh daily practice of like i think it's a very ritualistic uh magic uh situation for me anyways it's really a special moment to sit down and intentionally uh create yeah um real quick are you do you always write with the guitar is that always the instrument you grab when you're gonna do these intentional writing not sessions? always no uh it was piano and then uh actually uh since ryan and i have been kind of really collaborating the last last couple of years uh there's one thing that ryan said to me that is just like stuck in my head like crazy it was like uh just the idea that if you sit down to write a song with a guitar uh it's going to be drastically different than any other instrument like it's just like many of the songs we collaborate on are based on one chord mm -hmm. and the melodies and the vocal pieces are all built over one chord uh which i you know sit down at a guitar and i'm always thinking like it's got to go somewhere. It's got to, and you it's just realize it's satisfying it. to just play yeah. one chord by yourself on yeah. a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> it's just then, not. Then Ryan sends me like uh, this huge, heavy groove uh, that's based over one chord, and it's it's the biggest thing I've ever heard. And it's, oh yeah, that that is effective. 
Yeah, the, the, it reminds me there is a lot of, I, I kept feeling this feeling of space in this album. There's a lot of space. And you're such a technically accomplished musician. Did you have to like force yourself to find the space to not, to not fill it? No, not at all. I think, uh, I like, I think all the, for me, this record feels like a, sorry there, buddy. Feels like a culmination of uh, all the producing work I've been doing the last few years. Uh, trying to realize this, like how to project this uh, way that I see this landscape here. And like, you know, for a while, I honestly was like a very, not ashamed, but like timid and afraid to like dive into the desert vibe because it's seemingly so expected of uh, musicians who live here. And uh, uh, But with this one, I was really just happy to like, really go there and try and uh go all out in how i envision this place and uh the space was like i mean it's what i feel here and uh like ryan was saying when he was tracking uh we played it all live and uh with his soundscapes like in the sound design happening uh while we were recording it was so easy to understand uh what we were doing there like there was really no question about the direction it was going to take yeah let's talk about the release show on the fourth at congress are you going to be playing right i will yeah cool and that is indoors right that's Correct. it awesome um what are you looking forward to to sharing these in tucson i just man uh playing the songs live for me is still like we only played them in la once uh mm -hmm. last week and then uh that's just playing his day like crazy exciting for me to hear these songs on stage and to hear them interpreted now by like a handful of different musicians uh ryan will be playing guitar he played guitar and keyboards and a lot of samples uh sound design on the record uh connor catfish gallagher coming dragging him down from la hooray uh, we've missed him yeah he'll be playing some pedal steel and uh guitar uh jeff of Sixa playing bass and uh and a new friend of mine tim o'brien uh, uh who i was introduced to to through uh playing with tree speak uh daniel f found him and uh brought him down for some sessions in tucson at at my place at dustin stone and was just thoroughly impressed by his drumming and uh figured this was a good opportunity to bring him down and get some music going together so cool yeah it's gonna be fresh like that band's never played together, so that's yeah. a whole new thing. What a treat. And because we do serve the entire community of Southern Arizona, you're also performing in Bisbee yeah. at the Courtyard on the 3rd, right? Have yes, it written indeed, down. Yes, uh, indeed, Thursday. And then Phoenix on the 6th. So yeah. it's like a mini tour. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole thing happening at that Phoenix show that I'm uh, apparently not allowed to talk about <laughs> until midnight, but... Uh, I think a lot of Arizonans are going to be extremely pleased with the uh, stateside announcement that comes out tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I can't even handle this. I'll Will you, you come I'll, back? I'll tell you after. Okay, or, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep it very quiet. <laughs> That's really awesome. Um, now, I got too excited and all my questions have disappeared. Oh. Shoot. No. <laughs> um, That's okay. I did want to talk about the find the other... real questions. Yeah, yeah. Let's get deep. Um, the, the other projects that you're working on, mainly Gnosis, because I'm obsessed with that song that we heard in the first, first hour of this show. 
Um, tell me a little bit about that and when can we hear more? That Yeah, that whole thing was like, uh, I actually was uh, me planning my next solo record. I really wanted to go in an electronic direction and had heard so much stuff from Ryan that uh, I think it was Pushing Buttons where I really was like, yeah, yeah. It was like, okay, th- yeah, that's where I want to go, like that way. And uh, so we kind of just started sketching stuff like back and forth over email. Like I think I was on tour while we started the whole thing. And uh, we did some songs that came out great, like some uh, originals of mine. And then uh, I specifically remember in uh, Ravenna, Italy, on the beach, uh, get this email that comes in is from Ryan. It was like, hey, I kind of, I made this crazy thing. Like, it, see what you think. Maybe you want to put some words in. And it was uh, Flood and Drown, the single that we just put out a few weeks ago. And I lost it. I was like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, uh, So, yeah, we just been... Uh, working up a bunch of songs and uh kind of no no pressure or intention really just kind of taking it as it comes and uh for me it's a huge outlet like i i grew up like loving uh metal mm-hmm. and playing punk rock playing in metal bands and and violent music always just it's very natural for me and uh i think yeah, ryan me as too. well yeah definitely so yeah, yeah just me too yeah right <laughs> I think that, you know, I think metal gets this funny rap where people think like, oh, it's only angry people that are always angry that can relate. But you go to like metal shows and it's not just angry people. In fact, I generally find a lot of the musicians in that scene are some of the most like down to earth, easygoing people. And I'm convinced it's because they have found this specific and healthy outlet yeah. for that. Otherwise, mm-hmm. like I would say near universal mm-hmm. sense of anger and tension mm-hmm. that people feel that they usually kind of squash down and don't really express in any healthy way whatsoever. Yeah. Other than watching Game of Thrones or something, you know, (laughs) where they're just kind of taking it in, but to actually get to express it, engage with it, identify it and say, hey, this is is part of me. It's not the only part of me, definitely not the most important part, but I need to do this. And that's certainly what I get out of that project. Yeah. Yeah. Funneling all of that into that music. Yeah, I know we all listen to that music. Like we we get really excited about it when I see you at shows. It's yeah. Like, oh my gosh! Did I, you hear Death Heaven? <laughs> yeah. It, my, uh, what was it? Like, I played with Billy Settlemeyer for Hoko Fest mm-hmm. uh, at EXO and had had like a one hour gap before I had to be over at a uh, Owls Club to play with Tree Speak, and I was hell bent on uh, going to see my homies uh, play uh, in Gate Creeper yeah. over at. 191 and got there i was like looking at checking the time I was like, all right i'm definitely late and uh was about to walk out the door and like, hey, you know what put my beer down in a full suit uh went and got in the circle pit and uh that was the best time of hoko fest for me you gotta do it man yeah. <laughs> gotta get in that pit yeah I'm still getting that pit well i'm so looking forward to more songs in that direction or this Great. direction it's all fantastic um i think let, that's the key is to do all of it you yeah. know to express all the different sides of yourself and ignore the voices that say that you have to pick one. Oh, i don't even hear that voice frankly <laughs> i really don't like i don't i mean maybe from a commercial standpoint if you were going gung-ho trying to sell products but you know 
that's no one that's buys a, products so yeah no one's it. buying those products first off but second off that's not why i got into music i mm -hmm. like to make money with it to support my life but that's not more important to me than expressing myself you heard it here folks all right more music um and then we will talk very briefly at the end just to recap yeah it's been such a pleasure hey, it's, it's good to be back good to be home
couple more here. friend Nikola Moog in here. Yeah. See out that outside that door? Uh, bring him in here. Hey. <laughs> uh, my, my buddy Nikola's here from uh, the northeast of France, uh, Metz to be exact. And uh, yeah, we uh, we met each other a little over 10 years ago, I think yeah. now, uh, in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota at a 
think the festival's still happening called a uh, Deep Blues Festival. We uh you know, it was a bunch of bunch of pseudo blues guys with uh uh guitars and open tunings cuz they didn't know how to play and then uh and then a suitcase with a kick drum pedal and it was it was pretty uh gimmicky. And uh I didn't fit in at all and then I heard a table at dinner speaking uh, all French and figured that that sounds better and uh we've been best friends ever since wrote this song and haven't played it in a long long time but let me try it out oh dear tree please forgive me as I lined up beneath thee There is nothing for me here Desert flowers and addresses And those sweet moans and kisses That's all I know and all I Sweet leaves sing my sadness as my life finally passes. I can no longer bear this pain, for there's a way to a beauty that sings to me deeply. Enough to tear me from this earth. I've tried, I've lied, I've even tried to love. Now I cry. I oh dear tree, please forgive me Quand les pluies s'abattaient lourdes
Le bois mort, les mots 